Okay, Jim, you're live. Hey, 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 it's Jim and Rob. And Rob, yes. And Ron. And Ron. And Ron. It's Ron we're, Jackson. We're RJR. RJ. We're going to put J in the middle. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. R- I'm thinking R- RJA is my company name, R- Ron Jackson Artistry, and you said RJR, and it's like... Whoa. Yeah, you're like, where's he coming from? Yeah. yeah that is so, awesome. Ron Jackson, artistry.com. Artistry. We'll put that on the website, show notes. So, Ron, you just finished a class. I did. Right? It was The class was on HDR. Yes, it was. Which means? High dynamic range. Right. Okay, this so... This a test? No, no. I'm just trying to <laughs> oh, get you no. involved. <laughs> and I don't have Google in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Um, <clears throat> So what is that in, 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 in regular terms for our clients or our, our listeners or listeners. viewers or whatever? Well, the three guys are in prison that listen to us. Let's put it this way. As I, as I said in my talk in there, that our eyes mixed with our brain normally see a, in a decent lighting situation 24 f-stops of range from dark to light. So... That's that's a big range. Oh, that's that's great. And range. that's a very high dynamic range. But camera sensors aren't that capable yet. Doesn't mean that they won't be in the future. But right now, I'd say the average camera sensor on a on a pro level camera is probably around eleven stops. That's pretty good. Which is the days of shooting oh, slide. Oh, listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in in transparency films. We probably were lucky to have five or six stops or seven stops, maybe, right. under ideal conditions. But uh, today's sensors are getting better and better. In fact, the new, can I mention brand names? You can sure. mention anything you want. <laughs> okay. We don't have no sponsors. Well, we just like do whatever. <laughs> the, the new Nikon D810 is the reigning king of not only megapixels, but dynamic range. Huh. It has 14 point four uh, f-stops of dynamic range, I believe it is. Right, I think I saw that on DxO lab report. That's exactly where I picked that up, was on DxO's lab reports. Okay, sorry, so the, okay, so speaking of the D810, it has built-in HDR, right? It does have built-in HDR feature. Don't ask me about it because I've never tried it. Well, we're going to look at that soon. We haven't answered the question yet. I know, I'm sorry. I just wanted to... Yes, but yes, ahead. it does. It, it does have a built-in uh, HDR feature. I've only asked about it by people that have actually tried it, uh-huh. and it didn't live up to expect. It's not a full-featured HDR processing okay. engine. So if you want full-featured, you're going to have to step up to the plate and make those multiple exposures so that you've got the coverage from the tonal range that you need for your finished piece. Uh, now, so you're creating the multiple exposures so yes. that when those are blended together in the computer, you can extend the tonal range right. of the image. Let's say you go outside and you see this beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. And you want to take a picture of the sunset. And you just have the camera set to auto. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the sensor is going to, the, the meter in the camera is going to pick up that really bright sun over there. Correct. And it's going to try to expose and bring that down so it's not just this big 
blown out fireball. Right. And when it does that, pretty much everything is just going to go real dark. Right. There may be Absolutely. some detail, some information, but it's going to get dark. And people say, well, that's not what I saw. Right. And in their mind, I mean, their, their eye can see a much broader range. But they didn't capture it because the sensor or the light meter in the camera is picking up that bright sun. Right. So what you want to do is, yes, you would like to have that sun exposed down like that so it's not just this big, bright, blown-out light. By high dy- HDR, high dynamic range, then you make multiple exposures. Hopefully you're on a tripod. It can be done handheld. But you want to expose for that sun. Mm-hmm. Then you want at least a middle exposure, so you go from maybe a five thousandth of a second, which exposed for the sun, to maybe five hundredth of a second for your middle exposure. Now you're getting detail in the clouds and the grass and everything, or the ocean. And then maybe you've got dark shadows under this tree or this bush because the sun's hidden. You do one at a twentieth of a second. Now you blend those three through either... Uh, Photoshop HDR mm-hmm. or uh, an HDR processing program such as Photomatics or Nick has an mm-hmm. HDR program. Right. And you can use those to uh, manipulate and blend those exposures. So now you come out with this beautiful sunset that you tried to capture what your mind saw that now you've extended that tonal range. So you've got the sun properly exposed, you've got the shadows properly exposed, and everything in the middle. That, that's awesome. That's an easy way of making it. And it, you could do more than three images, but you probably need to have at oh, least yeah. three. It, I tell people all, just like in this program, that three would kind of be a minimum. Mm-hmm. You could do it even in two in some cases. Three would kind of be the minimum. I've got images that I've done probably 10 or 15 steps. And you don't probably need that many. Right. Uh, I did one in here that had nine exposures, and it was a sunset. Mm. And it did go from a 20th, you know, metered from a 20th of a second in the shadow over here to a 5,000th of that bright sun over right. there. And if you count that down, that's nine stops. Nine, nine stops. You could do, cut that into three or four or five, but I did it in nine stops so that I had this the most information, the smoothest transition across that that tonal range mm-hmm. as possible. Because if I'm going to let Photomatics do the processing, I'll just give it all the information I can give it. Mm-hmm. So it can I mean, do the best job. Exactly. I got a question. Yes, sir. So let's say you shoot... So you can change the amount of, uh, like, the stop, how many stops difference between each step, right? So what if you did, like, uh, a full stop less, like, you shoot your normal exposure, you Mm -hmm. shoot one stop overexposed and one stop underexposed. So what if you was to skip that, like, what if it was more than one stop and you didn't use one of those images? Would it would it would it work or would it say? Well, I think what he's saying is that the more information you can give it in gradual steps, the better the software is able to process it. Right. But what I'm saying is is, and I'm just actually for, for real asking this question. I just thought about it because <laughs> uh, we want I've to done know. a lot of HDR, but I'm wondering if because I think Photomatics will say, "Oh, this is 
this is missing missing something. It's, it's too far or too much space between. You know, it's. I've never tried that. Yeah, and, and I don't know that I have an answer for yeah, that. Yeah, Other That's than something I'm going to have to try. Yeah, and I think the only way to really know the answer uh, is to get somebody smarter than me to sit in this chair <laughs> or to actually go go try and do it, it. right, right, and, and say, okay, photomatics, let's see how smart right, you are, yeah, and drop out one of those pieces. And see what it comes and up. See with. what happens because it's going to try. Yeah. It's going to process something. Yeah. Now whether it suits your final need or not, that after rendering, would you know? Right. You know, I don't know the answer. Uh, do you use Lightroom? I don't. You don't. Okay. No, well, I was, I was just going to say that. Okay. There, there you go. <laughs> I've had it for so many years, and I'm still too stupid. I don't well, know. I've never used it. Well, I, if you use I grew Lightroom up on, 5, it's the best version yet. Yeah, I've got uh, the it. newest one, so it's well, obviously yeah. I've got it, and I've got it, because I have Photoshop CC package, sure, so I, sure. I, I've got, got the whole thing. Well, what I was going to say is there's a plugin called uh, Lightroom Infuse, and it, it's uh, just a different tool, but it's built into Lightroom yeah. as a script, basically. Right. Uh, I've started using that on some of my uh, real estate, yeah. and it's, uh, it's not as, uh, what's the word? Not as dramatic. Yes, not as dramatic. Of, you know, sometimes uh, they'll process the HDRs to where it's oh, unrealistic. Well, see, and, and me being a ninety-nine percent of what I do is architectural. My clients don't want an artsy, right? Farty. Artsy. That's okay. You can I, say okay. it. Okay. It's all right. I, we, we we can I, say whatever we want. It's our podcast. <laughs> My clients don't want an artsy fartsy. <laughs> they want it to look like it looks. You know. Right. Yeah. And. As I explained in the program, so many of the earlier versions of HDR processing all look kind of like cartoons. Right, right. You know, you'd have the glow around all the uh, where anything was uh, right, all the real dark and real light next to each other. You get this that glow, halo thing, that halo yeah, going yeah, yeah. on, and uh, that was very cartoonish, and it was a. It was kind of a trend, you know, mm-hmm. when HDR processing first right, kind of right. got started. But now the the softwares have gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. And I just, because of doing this program, I thought, well, I need to update my, my photomatics and just do some tests. Because mm-hmm. in my business, for years, my main way of doing it was I would layer and I would erase. Oh, right. So right. I would bring in the darkest layer, say the windows are, I've got the exposure for the windows, sure. so the room is just almost pitch black, but the right. windows look great. Yeah, exactly. Right? Now I bring in my normal layer mm-hmm. or normal exposure for the room, but the windows are blown out, and I just drop that on top. Now I go in there, and I select either using just the selection tool, whichever's easier, or, or masking, Yeah. and I will erase... What you, do, what you don't layer what you do and bring up the, the exposure that's underneath. Right. And that's the way I've done it for years. And I've done it that way because it's the cleanest way right. to You're present. Exactly right. yeah. it, it's just always so clean. Yeah. There's no artifacts that HDR used to do. Yeah. There's none of that funny looking stuff. Right. Not any extra processing going on. No. Yeah. No, it's just it's it's clean. I I'm on a tripod. So everything's in register. It's all registered. Key element for anybody listening or watching, do not change F-stops. 
Right, yeah. When you're doing HDR, yeah. do not change your F-stops. Don't bracket your F-stops. No. Yes. You do all your bracketing in in the time. So right. if it's a twentieth of a second or a five thousandth of a second, everything yeah. is about time and not changing F-stops. Because you can change F-stops, technically, you could be changing focus. Photos. And now you try to layer those, and it's going to look a little soft, or mm-hmm. it's just right. not going to yeah. look right. It's right. not. You're looking at it and saying, "Why is it not sharp? I thought that was sharp." And if you looked at either one of those two images individually, they're both sharp. But they're this one's focused here, and this one's focused here. Now you put them together, and that overlapping processing, it's not sharp. So they're not really in register. They're not in register. So don't change your f-stops. Yeah. Always change shutter speed. So, awesome. so Ron, is there is there one thing that we that, that you can tell us or the listeners or whatever that that we, they could come away with that you, one thing that about HDR that you'd want to say about it? You know, to tips. Yeah, so if they had whatever. to learn one thing about HDR, what yeah. would it be? Oh boy, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> maybe two, maybe three, whatever. Uh, I can say this that I am having just recently reacquainted myself with and I'm not selling any product here yeah. reacquainted myself with photomatic I'm just actually I may have to rethink my processing steps you know for my client work because when I did some tests the other day I up, updated it to the right. latest version right. and I did some tests of my work uh-huh. that I had multiple exposures and it was like are you kidding me? Yeah, it's all about the sliders. I mean, you oh, have to max this out, was so you know? clean. Right. It was like I might have to rethink my my workflow and yeah. maybe bring some more of this work into Photomatic. My my advice to people is play. Right. Just right. go try things and try to see things in a different way. And, and so many people, I see them take those pictures of an interior and the windows are blown out and they're saying, "Wow, look at this! It's so pretty." Because the furniture looks good or the walls look yeah. nice, but those windows are blown out. Or they take that sunset picture and it's like, I don't understand. It looks so pretty that afternoon. Or even worse, honey, stand there, face me. I'm going to take a picture of you oh, in front yes. of the sun, right. the sunset. Oh, nice silhouette. And, it, and they just come out just like a silhouette, yeah. just yeah. pitch black. And it's like, what happened? Dramatic light. That's what we dramatic, call it. <laughs> it is dramatic light. Make it black and white. That's it's artistic. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> but the, those things can be done in multiple ways. Obviously, you could put a flash off camera or whatever sure, and, yeah. and light the person and bring the exposures closer together. But you could also do it in HDR. Yeah. That's just, awesome. Just shooting overs and unders and, and then processing them together. Okay, so i got to just dabble on this a little bit. So you're an architectural photographer by trade. Yes. That's how you earn your living. That's how I pay the bills. So my question is, what is or was your favorite building to photograph? What's that one that stands? You know, because you know, normally as a wedding photographer, they'll ask me, yeah. what's that one wedding that stood out? What was that one bride that was gorgeous? What was that one building that just captivated you? Boy. Because uh, I really I want to go see that. I want to go. Well, go one of my favorites that, that would be the most known would be the Arkansas State Capitol. Hmm. And I've done okay. several HDR images of that. It's on my website. Uh... But I, I love photographing that building because it is a one-third replica, if that's the right word, 
of the U.S. state capitol. No, it's not. Seriously? It is. Wow. It's a one-third. They use the drawings, the, the architectural drawings from the capitol in Washington, D.C., to build this capitol. Okay, so the so the capitol and... Gosh, I Arca- hope I'm we're right. Ta- are we talking about... <laughs> it's like, is it one third? I'm pretty sure I remember So the capitol's the, in Little Rock. Yep. And you're telling me, so this thing is like a replica Gary's of the yes. one in Washington. Yes. Gary's nodding yes, so we have a, yeah. we have a thumbs up. Yeah, and the video I, I'm guy. certain that I read that it was a one-third scale of the U.S. Capitol in, in Washington, Okay, we D. can't D. leave Little Rock without actually stopping by and getting right. a shot of this. Yeah. I have oh, got to see this in person. It's absolutely gorgeous, and that's why I, it's one of my favorite local subjects. And I've been over there many times, at all times, of day and night. Uh-huh. Uh, photographed it at Christmas with all the Christmas lights on it. Uh, it's a beautiful, and it's a historic building. Robert. Just absolutely gorgeous. There it is. Well, we can't show that to our viewers, Jim. No, so well, that's okay. Tr- as, trust long as, me. as long as I can see it. Trust me, it's gorgeous. Yeah. That's well, we're going to have to stop by because we're not leaving next until tomorrow. So we I'll should stop, stop by. I've got my tripod. I've got we should stop by tonight after the show. Oh, yeah. You know, okay, so if any listeners are out here... Oh, I'm looking at the video, but the video's not going to go live later. But <laughs> right. the audio's going to go live now. So the Photo Facts this, podcast uploaded is going to go tonight to the state capitol. Meet us out there. <laughs> and please bring some cookies and water for Robert because I'll be famished by then. <laughs> well, on it was a pleasure meeting hey, you. Thanks, and guys. I, we want to appreciate you so much for coming out to the to the show. It was my pleasure. Thanks I a lot. It. I loved every minute of it. All Great right. We'll you, get Robert. your notes nice on the, on the uh, podcast. So they can come to your website, okay, and we'll be bugging you for architectural photography soon. Okay. All right, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I hope I didn't. Photo